This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everyone? So good to be here again, Hopeland Church, and we are in the middle of a great series um, called Epic um, Tales of God and Humanity. And so, as we jump into this, if you want to turn in your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, and we're going to be talking about Solomon, King Solomon today. Um, there is so much in this man's story, and we're just going to try to walk through this. And this is the thing, as, we, as, we, as you turn in your Bibles or open up, turn on your Bibles, um, your Bible apps um, to follow today. Um, with respect to this, I mean, it, this is the story of grace, of mercy, um, this series, because God chooses to choose us to work in the lives of humans. And when you talk about humanity, you're going to end up talking about weakness, mistakes, um, imperfection. But it's such a beautiful thing that Jesus and, and, and the Father and the Holy Spirit, uh, God himself has chosen to work in and through us and to allow us to live this life with them, with God. And so, um, and as we look at Solomon, we're gonna see um, humanity for sure. Anybody knows anything about Solomon? The man um, had some weaknesses, made some mistakes, and hopefully we can learn from that and, and also see just God's grace to still work in and through this man's life. And um, so let's open up in prayer. Um, and then once again, I'm going to start reading once we're done praying, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24. And um, let's pray. Father, we thank you today uh, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've chosen to work through people like us, Lord, imperfect, weak, uh, broken, frail, human. Uh, Lord, but thank you for crowning humanity with loving kindness. Lord, thank you for your mercy. None of us are here for no, we're, we're here for no other reason than because of your mercy and your grace. And we thank you for it. And I just pray you speak to us through your word today. Change us, God. Make us more like you. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen. Here we go. We're gonna talk about Solomon here. Uh, 2 Samuel 12, verse 24. This is when he was born. It's a really powerful portion of scripture here and really kind of provides God's heart um, towards him and us, right here. It says, then David uh, comforted Bathsheba, his wife, um, who became his wife um, because he had committed adultery and had her husband killed. I mean, that is wrong. It's wrong, okay? Um, it is sin, and he repented. He, 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 he repented. He said he sinned against God. He owned it. He didn't deny it. Um, and he had Nathan the prophet help him through that process, uh, but it was wrong. Um, and God showed him mercy when he repented. If you read Psalm 51, um, that Psalm is attached to the sin of having, when David had sex with Bathsheba and how he turned to God talking about a broken and contrite heart. So anyway, another message, but so you can hear the, see the backdrop of Solomon's life and how he came into the earth. And it says, and went in to her, and lay with her. So she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. Now the Lord loved him, 
And so here it is. We're going to jump right in. My first point is this. God loves and favors imperfect people. God loved them. Um, I was sharing this with somebody uh, right before we were preaching this, and, and the person was like, well, does, uh, God loves everybody. Exactly. Uh, epic tales of God and humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God, I just want you to know today, God loves you. He loves you unconditionally. Nothing you do, don't do, will do, say, don't say, doesn't change his love for you. He loved Solomon, had an affection in his heart for this baby. Now the Lord loved him um, and he sent word by the hand of Nathan the prophet. Nathan's still involved in David's life here. Um, so um, he called his name Jedidiah um, because of the Lord. Uh, loved the Lord. I believe Jedidiah means loved by the Lord, loved to the Lord. And so uh, there we go. Um, so God loves imperfect people. I mean, a lot of theologians or just, you know, you read about Solomon, they'll talk about how he's the wisest fool in the Bible. Okay. Uh, last week, uh, I talked about foolishness from God's perspective as far as the positive thing that God chooses uh, foolish things, the Bible says. And his message, God, the gospel, the message of the cross is foolishness to the world. But there is a foolishness in the Bible that's not good. And Solomon lived out a lot of that foolishness, okay? Um, you know, um, he began with such a promise on his life. Um, he began with even God specifically stating that he loved him. I mean, think about this man's start. Um, and here's the thing here. I will say this. Uh, I, I pray this message encourages and challenges all of us that a good beginning does not equate to a good finish. Um, I've seen a lot of preachers start well. I've seen a lot of ministries almost skyrocket and, and just plummet and, and just nosedive and, and, and they're no longer, and they had global impact uh, because of foolishness and sin in their life. It doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, but um, willful sin in, in our lives will produce death. If there is things that we are willfully going against the will of God, willfully disobeying God, Will, I mean, after coming to the knowledge of Christ, um, we will reap what we sow. This isn't to scare people. This isn't a scare tactic. I'm just saying this is uh, the truth of the gospel. God wants to empower us and he will forgive us. Um, but there's a difference between being forgiven and actually walking in freedom. Uh, God forgiving us um, and us actually fulfilling the call of God on our life. Okay, and, and let this be a lesson to us. Let's be people that don't get lost in the blessings of God um, and, 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 and turn from God. That's what happened, okay, to Solomon, right? Just because you begin good doesn't mean you're gonna end good. And the Apostle Paul said, I finished my race. I kept the faith. And he was, like, he was ready to go to heaven, right? Um, we want to be finishers. We want to finish things well, finish life well, okay? Um, I mean, when you look at um, First Kings um, and, and it just describes him, I mean, um, uh, it, it just his beginning, uh, God favored him. Uh, Nathan, his father, got behind him. Um, Adonijah wanted to rise up and be king when David uh, was getting old. 
and he assumed that position. Uh, but God called Solomon to be king and people rallied around him. His mom rallied around him. He had a support system for his calling and he was anointed king, okay? Um, you know, um, but he fell time and time again, okay? Um, and this is the thing, what happened is there are certain things God blessed him with that he compromised. And so um, this, is a, this, is, this does have this serious um, 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 storyline or narrative in it because I want to really, I love to look at the reality of people's lives and how even though we're not perfect, we don't have to be people that compromise the blessings of God in our life and lose the blessings of God as a result and lose our relationship with Jesus as a result. We need to just keep running to him. We need to be people that are quick to repent. I mean, just be like, God, sorry, I messed up. You know, we want to be people that are quick to run to God. We want to be people that are quick to, to, um, to admit and to own our failures and mistakes and be, be, be people that are quick to just, man, I don't, wanna, I don't want that garbage in my life. I don't want to try to manipulate my way through. I want to, God, whatever's in me that's not right, God, take it away. God, uh, forgive me. God, help me. I mean, that is the game changer for us. Repentance is the key. But here's what compromise means. This is what, this is what Solomon did. He compromised time and time again. But here it is. I just want to uh, give you this and to show you um, kind of when he walked through life, he compromised. Okay, and this is what it means. It means to accept standards that are lower than what God um, expects from us. Okay, here it is. Compromise, to accept standards that are lower than what God expects of us. So God, uh, Solomon had wisdom uh, beyond um, anybody else. He had wealth beyond anybody else. He had a calling, an anointing. He had a father. He had a legacy and he inherited and he compromised all of these things one way or another. He was a worshiper and he compromised that. He, uh, he was a witness to the kingdom of God and to God himself and he compromised all of that. And so we're gonna just dive into this and see um, how and what he compromised and what we can do in those things to not compromise. All right, so once again, God loves and favors imperfect people. And, um, but Solomon constantly compromised these things. It, I mean, Solomon is the story of the rise and fall of a king. It really is. I mean, that's the story. So when we look at this, you gotta understand, when, we, when I look at these things, these things he compromised, I want you to know in Christ, walking with Jesus, there's grace. And I don't mean grace that just covers, I mean grace that changes. Um, God, because of the Holy Spirit in us, because of the blood of Jesus washing us, um, we are not lost in our sin. We are not in our identity in Christ. We are not sinners. We are saints. Isn't that amazing? Do we still sin and fall short of the glory of God? Are we in essence in our humanity still sinners? Yes, we're not, I'm not gonna take away from that. But what I'm saying to you is as we go into this, you're gonna be like, wow, we compromised that. God bless them. And I'm sure there's areas of our life where we have compromised. We have, we have settled for something less than God intended. That's what compromise is. It's to, it's to, it's to settle for a lower standard than God's. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus will lift you up. Jesus will give you grace that not only covers you, not only forgives you, but actually changes you, enables you to live a life at the standard that he's called. Here it is. The spirit of God inside of you empowers you to live a standard that his holy word requires. I'm gonna say it one more time. The Holy Spirit inside of you empowers you to live 
the standard of holiness that God's holy word requires. We need the word and the spirit to do this. We cannot do it ourselves, um, but we can in Christ. And so uh, let's uh, move on here. So the first thing that he compromised is Solomon, he compromised his wisdom, okay? So God blessed him with great wisdom. You can read this in your, in your word. I'm not gonna read the scriptures um, 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 verbatim, but in 1 Kings chapter three, um, he asked for wisdom. He didn't ask for riches. God said, because you didn't ask for riches and because you didn't ask for this, because you asked for understanding and insight, I'm gonna give you that, but I'm gonna give you more. And, and, and I love that, that he started well with that, with wisdom, okay? Um, and he used that wisdom in a useful way, you know? And, and, and if you can read this too, uh, uh, but I'm not gonna read it all, but in 1 Kings 4, 29 to 34, it's, it's a full description of the wisdom of God, okay? That, that God gave him, um, you know? But these are some things that he did where God gave him wisdom, but he did some foolish things. How many of us has God given us wisdom and we've done some foolish things? He compromised what God blessed him with. And this is, these are some things he did. As, as he intermarried with heathen women and worshiped their idols. So we have wisdom from God, um, but he compromised it, okay? Here it is, this is in the word. He had, I know this is crazy, but he had 700 wives. Um, and, and this is, after the law, and the laws plainly says, you know, you know that adultery is a sin, right? Uh, you know, um, and and he had uh, seven hundred wives, princesses, three hundred concubines. Um, he had, let's just say, a lust issue. All right, I'm not laughing at it. I'm just saying how insanely extreme this is. Um, that this man was called, he was anointed, God loved him but he chose this life, okay? Um, and this is what the Bible says. These wives, because of where they were from and they were not followers of God, they turned his heart away from God. I've known plenty of people that love God, like they really wanna serve God. They're going to church, but they've allowed these unhealthy relationships to pull their heart away from God. And that's the thing is sex and relationships are that powerful that when we do those things outside of the blessing of God, it does uh, produce death in our life, okay? Um, and this is something that by God's grace, we can be delivered from. We can walk in freedom out of, right? But think about this, when he... Um, engaged with all of these hundreds of women, they pull, pulled his heart away from God, all right? Pulled his heart away from God. Um, here it is. Um, we are fools when we allow anyone or anything to turn our heart away from God. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. I mean, your heart is the most important thing. Your heart, your spirit, and, and as flattering as a relationship can be, as, as tempting a uh, certain relationship, as um, maybe that need and desire for that relationship, but if, if it is something that's outside the will of God, outside the promise of God, outside the heart of God, it will pull your heart away from your Savior. I've seen it happen time and time again. And so once again, he compromised 
his wisdom. Here we go. If you want to turn here, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. And this is about relationships. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Um, uh, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What, um, what uh, communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial, which is a, 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 a pagan god, a pagan idol? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Uh, for you are the temple, you are the temple of the living God, okay? And I know uh, religion, religious people will try to use that scripture to say you can't have friends that aren't saved. That's not what it's saying. What it's saying is when those relationships pull you from God to idols, when those relationships pull you out of the worship, when those relationships pull you out of the word, when those relationships pull you out of the healthy relationships, um, that is what we don't want to compromise, okay? And so watch your relationships, Keep those relationships in prayer, right? And 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 if you're walking with God and you're walking with Him, you're you're gonna know. Okay, this relationship, I'm I'm gonna love this person. I'm gonna stay connected to this person. But there's boundaries. Solomon compromised the wisdom of God, and the boundaries went down. He opened up the door. Think, set a thousand women, a minimum in Scripture that he had sex with. That's crazy, right? That that's so extreme, right? You might say, "Well, I've never done that," um, but but the point is the compromise, pull, the, this is the heart of God behind this. It's not so God's like, oh, I don't want you to do anything because you don't feel like doing just because I don't want you to do it. It's that um, God knows that where God's blessing is, there's always health. There's health in every way. God's heart for you is healthy. So when we step outside the boundaries of his word and his standard and his way, we step into and we will reap unhealthy emotions, mindset, physical body. It opens the door to things that will ultimately destroy us. Okay, here's the next one he compromised. Here's the next one. He compromised his walk, all right? Um, he compromised um, the wisdom God gave him, but he also compromised his walk. Um, think about the good things um, that Solomon did. He had a close walk with the Lord in, in, to some degree, and he had such opportunity to walk with God closely. Um, he's the one that built the temple. He dedicated it to God. Um, and if you read his, his prayer of dedication in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 22 to 53, it's one of the most amazing prayers. So he's in the temple doing his ministry. And it's it's so, the, that, that 1 Kings chapter 8 is so awesome. Just he builds the temple that was in the heart of his father, David, and he got to build it. Um, because David couldn't build it because of the bloodshed that he caused, but he put that blessing on Solomon. So uh, I was telling somebody else this, that um, Solomon was great in ministry, but horrible at home. He was great in his job. He was great in his vocation. He, he made progress in the marketplace, if you will, but he's horrible at home. He, he, was, he was great um, in, the, in the vocation, in the doing of something, in the accomplishment in the influence of something, but at, at home in his heart, it was dark, it was wrong, and he paid a price for it. So he compromised his walk with God. Here we go. First Kings chapter 11, verse five. I'm gonna read this. All right, then we'll go to the next point. Okay, first Kings chapter 11, verse five. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians. So it's a false god, a pagan idol. He went after them because of the relationships with these women, it pulled them into this. And after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites, Solomon did evil, verse six, 
of 1 Kings 11, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. I'm gonna read it one more time, verse six. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. Solomon compromised his walk with God. And the Bible says we can't serve two masters. Uh, we can't serve two masters. Um, you know, and here it is. Um, don't compromise your walk with God. We, um, we can't serve two masters. It's one or the other. This is the thing. This is where grace comes in. There is stuff in all of our lives that will come to a point in our walk with God and God's gonna be like, I need you to deal with that. And we need to go, yes, Lord. I mean, there, there's nobody exempt from this. It's not like, oh, I'm a pastor, Pastor Sean. He preaches the Bible every week on YouTube. Here I am, I'm preaching the Bible. That doesn't mean that in my walk, I do not have to deal with things in my heart and my life. That, that, that as I'm growing in my walk with God, this is the key in those moments. Say, yes, Lord, I'm here to allow you to deal with the things in my heart. Please, church, I beg you, don't compromise your walk with Jesus. All right, so Solomon, we're learning a lot here about Solomon, right? So he compromised um, his walk with God. He compromised his wisdom. Next one, he compromised his wealth. Wealthiest man ever, right? And... Um, and, you know, God blessed him with wealth. He didn't even ask for it. This was God's grace. So it's, it's possible to trample underfoot the grace of God. I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what am I saying here is God loves you. He's gonna bless you. But let's keep our heart right in the midst of that unconditional love toward us, in the midst of his blessing on our life. Let's keep our heart right. Let's not compromise. Let's not lower the standard um, uh, church, let, 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 let's keep our heart right with Jesus. Let's not let the blessings um, change our heart. Let's keep our heart humble before God. Stay in the will of God. You know, I mean, this man had so much influence and so much wealth and God blessed him with it, but he compromised it. Um, you know, the queen of Sheba came in. First Kings chapter 10, verse six to seven. I'm not gonna read it, but you can go there. First Kings chapter 10, verse six to seven. And and this, this queen is, is very um, aware, and she's a queen. Uh, she's aware of, of excellence and, 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 and opulence and, 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 and extravagance. And she comes to see Solomon's temples, what Solomon had built, and she was blown away. She was blown away. Um, once again, Solomon's doing great out there in the ministry, out there in the marketplace. Um, but he compromised this. Um, and this is the thing. God wants to bless us. God wants to give you influence. God wants to promote you. It's all throughout the word of God, but never at the expense of our relationship with him. Never at the expense of living a life separate unto him and, 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 and holy unto him and, and keeping our heart right and keeping our worship there and keeping our pursuit of him there and our Bible reading there. I mean, that's what matters more than all the trappings of this Christian life and in this life. It, none of that matters in light of our heart before God and other people, amen? And so yet these great blessings became stumbling blocks for Solomon. He began to trust his riches more than trusting God. Um, you know, I've heard, you've probably heard this before. I love this, this quote about money and finances is money is a wonderful servant, but, but a hard taskmaster. Can't serve God and mammon. Mammon is 
representative of money or, or what, what can equate to power in the world. He called it mammon back then, back in, in, in the, in, in, under the new covenant and scripture says so you can't serve both. Um, but money can serve you. Money can serve the purposes of God. Right now, even after our recording, we're going to be handing out 200 bags of groceries. Other organizations have been a part of even just bringing them here and we're distributing them. That doesn't happen without somebody purchasing something. Um, so, so, so money is, we're, is, it can be a servant of the purpose and plan of God and a servant to your family so you can provide, of course. It's, uh, but we, can, we don't want to serve money. And, and he, he got it twisted. He got it upside down here. Um, we can accomplish great things for the Lord with our money. Um, you know, uh, there's, uh, you know, in, in, in our giving and not just our giving, but in our stewardship so we can be a blessing to others. Um, I believe that great stewards are the greatest givers uh, because they've learned to steward it. They've learned to save. They've learned to, to, to not just spend it all. They've learned to not just um, squander it, not learn to just, um, you know, just in a sense, throw it away, uh, but to save so we can give, save so we can be a resource, okay? Um, if God has blessed you with wealth, you know, he's going to hold you responsible for it and accountable for it. And that's what he did uh, to Solomon. And he did not, um, with his power and influence, he didn't live right. Here's another one, compromise. I got two more. Compromised his worship. He was called to be a worshiper. You know, he wrote um, um, a, uh, a number of the Psalms, which are songs. They're, you'll say the Song of Solomon. Um, so, and his dad, David, was a worshiper. I mean, that's a generational blessing. I, I mean, could you imagine David? Wow, that David was a worshiper. You know, he played a harp even as a young child. He'd play that harp and, and, and the distressing spirits would leave Saul when he played. I mean, it's powerful, anointing for worship. I mean, look at the book of Psalms, amazing. Um, his son did that. Could you imagine David looking at his son, writing a psalm, right? You know, doing the thing that he did, the, that same anointing, but he compromised this. He compromises. First Kings chapter three, verse three. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David. Wow, look at that comma. Here it is. It doesn't end there. Except that he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places. High places is where they would worship idols. Um, that is where pagan worship would happen. So he had mixture in his life. Solomon had mixture. Uh, mixture, the word adultery, um, one of the definitions of adultery is mixture, is that I'm in an exclusive covenant with my wife. If I were, God forbid, to choose to commit adultery, I am bringing, I am mixing a holy covenant with something unclean. I'm bringing something into a covenant that wasn't intended to be there. So that's what he's doing. He was in a covenant with God. He had a relationship with God and he was a worshiper. That's holy, it's pure, it's undefiled, it's, it's, it's God's design for our worship. And he brought idol worship into it. He mixed it, he mixed it up, you know? And, and, and it goes on to say, even at 1 Kings 11, 5, 8, explicitly it says, he did not follow the Lord. Um, you know, he even built, you know, pagan worship centers. He built these environments for pagan worship. He used his wisdom and expertise to not only build the temple, but he built pagan worship. Um, 
And this is this is pretty heavy, right? This is like, wow, this man kept uh, messing up. I'm not trying to cast a, a shadow, a bad shadow on Solomon. I just want to look at it for what it is and see that there was calling, there was anointing, there was a heart for God, but then there was mixture. And we want to get those mixtures out of us. Um, you know, um, God alone, you know, you shall have Exodus, right? One of the Ten Commandments, right? You shall have no other gods before me. Um, and in Christ, in the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to live that commandment. It isn't a commandment we choose. It isn't just a commandment. God says, you better worship me. It is when we experience him, when we encounter God, when we're born again, we are empowered to live this standard of the, of the word of God, that we worship God alone. Uh, the Bible says, and Jesus said, be harmless, you know, be wise as a serpent harmless as a dove. And David was known for his wisdom. And here's the catch, that he was wise as a serpent, but he was not harmless as a dove. And if you look up that word harmless, in the Greek, it means unmixed. Meaning God wants to give you wisdom. God wants to develop your intellect and ability to understand and to, and to move and navigate this world in a, in a, in a wisdom that's beyond your education, beyond your expertise, beyond your, you know, beyond even others in your world. God desires to give us a wisdom, wise as a serpent, right? Sharp, on point, doing what you're called to do in the, in the place God's called you to be in. But he says, um, harmless or unmixed as a dove, and doves represent purity and, 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 and not having mixture in us. Solomon compromised his worship. Here's the last one. He compromised his witness. You know, he's called to be a witness. God to be a witness of the kingdom of God. He's a king in Israel. You know, he was a leader. Uh, God blessed him. God gave him everything he needed, but he compromised his witness through, through, through worshiping false gods. Here it is. I'm gonna read some of my notes. Um, Solomon had a bad example before. Uh, sorry, Solomon was he was a bad example before an unbelieving world. He was a bad example in a lot of ways. Instead of him influencing them for good, uh, he influenced uh, people for evil. He really did. Um, you know, no wonder, you know, God tore away the kingdom from him. Um, you know, and the Bible says that God even brought enemies before Solomon that would come against him. God designed it. I know this is kind of intense, right? But this is the point in the new covenant under grace is that whatever we sow, that we show we also reap. It's not that God's out. Um, it wasn't out to hurt him. It's that Solomon opened the door. Solomon opened the door. And, and, and because he didn't repent, because he didn't clean up his house, because he didn't get those things in order when God desired for him, what God desired for him to do, he opened the door uh, to things. Um, you know, sin, the Bible says, lies at the door. The Bible says, don't give the devil a foothold. The devil wants to put his foot in the door of your life. And we, we don't, we, we, we want to, we want to uh, uh, not give him that foothold. We want to shut the door on the enemy and, and, and allow God to work in us. Okay. Um, his divine protection was removed from Solomon because of the sin in his life and the, and the idol worship, um, you know? Um, and God's design, even when we go through things that we have caused here in 
in the dispensation of grace, Jesus died for us. The blood of Jesus is available to us. Even when we have these self-inflicted things happening to us in our life, God's heart and design is that those things will even bring you to him. I know so many times, how many times have you heard people say, man, I was at the bottom before I came to God. I was, I was, uh, I fell away from God and it took me to the bottom. I mean, I had opportunity. How many times have you heard people say, man, I, I hit rock bottom. You don't have to, but even when people do and they turn away from God and they come back to him and they're on fire again, that even when things bad happen to us and things are not just go, and we're just like, God, what's going on? God's heart behind it is that we even cry out to him and allow him to pull us out of there by his grace and his mercy. All right, so he compromised his witness. So um, coming out of this uh, sermon here, man, Solomon compromised. Uh, he, he was anointed. Um, God called him. God loved him. God blessed him. But he did not steward that well, right, in the end. The kingdom was taken from him. The Bible even says, God told him, look, I'm gonna do it to your son. And, and what we do uh, today is gonna affect the next generation. And so there are things, I've inherited habits, ways from my parents. There are blessings. There are certain things I learned from my biological father that I really appreciate and I love and I honor about him. But there are things that I don't want to duplicate in my children. Um, and what he did affected his, the next generation, his children. They, he passed some things on that affected them. And we, through God's grace, can be people that pass on generational blessings of obedience, not compromise, but obedience. Uh, worship, but not, not, not pagan worship, but worship of the true God. Um, wisdom, we can pass on wisdom, not foolishness, right? We can pass on holiness and sanctification and honor and, and the blessing on marriage and not, we don't have to pass on fornication and adultery and, 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 and sexual sin and promiscuity. Um, God, through his grace, can empower us to pass on a blessing. I want my son, Dominico and Giovanna and Luciano to, to receive the blessings um, that God's given me. I don't want to squander those. I don't want to compromise I want my children to um, know my weaknesses and that I would walk through them, but I want them to benefit from my worship to God. I want them to benefit years down the road, my, my love for people. I want them to benefit from um, my faithfulness to my wife. I can't do all this myself, but in God's grace. He can enable us. He can give us what the Bible says, great, greater grace, more grace that not only covers, forgives, but empowers to, to transfer blessing to the next generation, you know. Uh, and um, I, I, your homework assignment is to watch Nacho Libre, okay? Um, you guys are like, what? because it's an amazing story. Some of us were here talking here and the Lord spoke to me about Nacho Libre, why we were in between takes. Um, and um, I'm being kind of facetious here, but really uh, that story, I mean, he wanted to see the glory. Ignacio was driven by something out there in the world. And, and you know, he came full circle. 
you know? He learned some things. He's kind of like Solomon, but Solomon didn't learn. Ignacio did, right? And he was trying to serve God in the midst and, you know, getting caught up in, 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 in being this, this thing, this influence, this powerful person, right? He wanted to see the glory, right? And he was frustrated with the religious environment, but he came back to, he, he, if you look at the story, it's kind of cool how he, how, he, how he came full circle, you know? And so anyway, um, um, what does that have to do with, with epic tales of God and humanity is because it is one of the most funniest uh, uh, movies ever, but it's a cool story of him coming full circle coming full circle, coming around. And so maybe we'll go a little deeper into Ignacio and Nacho Libre next week. But, um, but anyway, the point is this, you can be restored. You can go through this life even with your weaknesses and be quick to repent, even with the things that you're, the devil tries to pull you and tempt you and you can, you can walk through those things in victory. You can be free, you can walk in freedom. And so here it is, I just wanna pray for everybody out there today. Um, in this regard, and I actually have a, a prayer, a short little few sentences written um, of a prayer, and then I just want to pray for you. Pray that you will be a person that does not compromise, that we keep our walk with God intact. We keep our worship intact. We keep the wisdom of God. We don't compromise the wisdom of God. We, we don't uh, compromise the blessing the, the, uh, 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 that God is giving us. So, so let's pray here. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now that you help us, Lord, to not only start the race, but finish it well. I pray for everybody, God, that they don't only um, start their race, but they finish it well. I pray that you help them, Holy Spirit, to not compromise their faith and love for you. I pray that nothing and nobody out there in this world will deceive or, 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 or twist, Father, their, their faith and love for you, God. Instead, I pray that you keep them close to the cross and to Christ who died and rose again for them. Father, I pray that, Lord, we would be a people that receive your love and your grace and your favor in our imperfection, but we steward it well with a humble heart and, Lord, and, and with a heart that pursues you. Lord, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you just bring your fire to burn up any impurities in us. Purify us so we can be vessels of honor and, and Lord purifies as gold so Lord we can come forth as gold unmixed pure and and, and and holy before you father in the mighty name of Jesus I pray amen I hope you enjoyed the message my prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today if you're ever in the LA area join us for one of our weekend gatherings and remember to follow us on social media. Peace.